week we were talking about the enemies, uh, love your enemies, right? I tell you, love your enemies, right? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And the word love that we, we saw in that word love, what version of love was Jesus talking about? Remember? Agape love, right? So what that means to me is, you know, Jesus wasn't, <coughs> Jesus wasn't saying, oh, uh, be friendly, have a good, good, old, old, good old time with your enemies, right? Like the people who are mistreating you. So that some people get that wrong. Like, like, why do you like hang out with, you know, these people who are always mistreating you, always treating you badly? Why are you being friendly with them? Why are you letting them push you down? That's not what Jesus is talking about, right? He's not saying be friendly with them. He's saying love them in this very intentional way. Love them, meaning do good to them. Oh, pray for them. Work for their good, right? And, you know, one thing he says is, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 and 45. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So what does it mean to, for God to send his too much water? Too much rain, what do you get? Floods. Not enough rain, you have a drought. So you either have drought or famine. You've got scorching heat. He makes his sun to rise on the righteous and the unrighteous. He makes it to rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Everybody is dealing with the world that they have the situation that they've got. Some people have had the perfect rain and sun combination their entire lives. Some people haven't. You know, so what are your enemies likely to have? You could be facing somebody going through anything, right? Like, you, we all have gone through this I'm, I'm giving you trivial examples, but everyone has their own examples of it. But have you ever had an experience in customer service? Whether you're giving customer service or you're receiving customer service, where what do you get from the other side in customer service? Sometimes you'll get people who are doing well. Hi, Steve. How can I help you, Steve? What do you need, Steve? Oh, that's great, Steve. I'll get that right away for you, Steve. <laughs> or, or what do you want? It's like, it's like you're, you're there at their establishment to give them something, right? And they're acting like they're doing you a favor, right? And what's the, uh, what's the, uh, the motivation there? It's like, <coughs> it's so human to want to treat them like they're treating you. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to give place to wrath, for it is written, 
Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Uh, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will keep holes of fire on his head. Keep yeah, keep it going. 21. Uh, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. So, it's incredible statement there by Paul. Paul's echoing what Jesus is saying, and, uh, hey Chris, and is bringing us back to kind of, Jesus and Paul are saying similar things here, but I think that Bible scholars might disagree a little bit on that, but we start with, if your enemy is hungry, steal their food. No. If your enemy is hungry, so this is your enemy, who is, like we, we, we talked about last week, an enemy is somebody who is hostile, right? Who has mistreated you, who has done wrong in your life. If your enemy is, now, now that person who mistreated you in the past is now in the street, hungry, or is going through a, a hard time, what do all of us do? pass them by, if we're nice, right? But with our modern spirit, right, or with our human spirit, our, our instinct is to see them on the floor and kick them a little bit more, just so that they could, they could feel it. But, but Paul's saying here, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And what does he mean, mean here by saying, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head? You're basically killing them with kindness? You're showing that you're, I guess, above them. Like, it's like, this is like the Second Amendment of kindness. It's like the, the right to bear kindness. Well, not, you know, he's got an AK of nice. Right, right, Selex? An AK of nice. A nuclear bomb of love. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Bible scholars will argue with each other all day long about what that means. Uh, by being nice to this person, by being kind to them, by uh, giving them water to drink when they're thirsty. Um, you're heaping burning coals over their head is not great motivation for that. But he starts off there with saying, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, right? So it's not our task to mete out uh, revenge or justice on other people in the world. It's our task to go and understand what other people are, are dealing with. What we were talking about with customer service I don't know if you've ever experienced this, and not every example is the same, <coughs> but I know that in those situations where the more wicked, the more insulting, the more rude a person is, the nicer you are to them is, in a way, how does that person feel? The more rude and cruel they are to you and the kinder you are to them, they feel bad, right? 
And, and, I, and I feel like that's the simplest interpretation of what Paul is saying there, is by you doing that, you are heaping burning coals of guilt on their head. You're reflecting back their, you, you're not reflecting back their evil back at them. You're reflecting goodness and kindness back at them, which makes them wonder about why they are the way they are. We don't know what people are going through. Why, on a particular day, they're particularly rude, you know? And I'm giving you a trivial example, but, you know, that's the thing that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. We see strangers in the middle of the road, or we meet strangers all the time, who just seem rude for no reason. Who seem like they don't want to help, and for, for whatever reasons, like, why is that person that way? Why did that person, and we see this on the road all the time, somebody makes a mistake on the road, and that's an excuse to yell at them. Have I been guilty of honking very loudly sometimes? Sure, in the moment. But what did it get me? Not much. Maybe a little bit of pleasure for that moment. That didn't accomplish anything. Didn't make the road safer. Didn't teach the guy anything. What do we get? You know, and so we, 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 we constantly increase this cycle, right? Like, you do something bad to me. I do something bad to you. We go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then you end up... <laughs> You end up with, what is it called? Eye for an eye? We'll do what? Make the world? We'll make the world go blind, right? So, bringing that back to where Jesus was in, in uh, where were we? In Matthew chapter 5. And if we, he says, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, <clears throat> and sends rain on righteous and the unrighteous. Um, it's always important to understand where somebody's hostility is coming from. You know, is, is there something that they went through that day? Maybe there's something we can ask them about. Is there something that you're dealing with today? You seem, you seem a little bit off. Selects. Instead of writing selects off and just saying, you know, selects, he's just an angry kind of guy. He's always mean. He's always frustrated. Maybe I can ask selects, like, what's going on, selects? What's going on with your life? Maybe I can show that level of concern. Instead of being mean and rude to you back, right? That, that, that's what Jesus is calling for. Now, will we take it to the highest level of nation against nation or people against people? when there is threats throughout the world or when you're trying to spread the gospel in a, in a country where they're uh, armed against you in violence. Do we go there like uh, the missionary to, to the far out people group and go there to spread the gospel to them and when they come against us with bows and arrows, do we shoot to kill? to protect ourselves. That, and that's a question you, I'm not, you have to ask yourself. Because in, in that situation where the missionaries, uh, what was his name, Pasol? Forgot his name. Jim, huh? Jim Elliot, right? Went into the, the jungles and was being attacked. They had guns in their hands, is what the story said. 
They actually had guns in their hands, and they, they shot in the air as a warning because they knew where they would be going. Right? If they die, if Jim Elliot dies, where is, where is he going? Where is the missionary going if he dies? He's going to heaven, right? But if he shoots to kill the attacker, where are they going? We don't know, right? Yeah, they could be. And so that's the level of love that we have there. Our mission, Jesus ultimately died not just for people we like, fundamentally, right? He didn't just die for our friends. He didn't just die for people who look like us. He died for our bullies, the people at school who mistreat us, our bosses that are mean to us, our friends that backstab us, family members that don't treat us well. He died for all of them. And he loved all of them. And our goal is to do what? Be their doormat? No. Is to win them over, right? So that's 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 win them with this with this love <coughs> that we've been talking about. So let's go on to. I don't know if you have that. I think we have that last slide at least. So that was treasures in heaven and giving to the poor. So. So I'm gonna be controversial as usual. Uh, I go. Gonna run out of time soon. I need to come earlier, man. This is finally gonna get good. Okay. I walk in to PC Neck. What is PC Neck? What's PC Neck? Pentecostal Conference of North American Carolites. I'm wearing my thousand dollar suit because I need to look good. The Pentecostal Conference of North American Carolites. And my wife is dressed very well in the greatest. I don't know, silk seri of history, right? And my kids are looking great. And I go and I, I get my, what's the thing they give out to everybody? Huh? Like water. Very large, thick book, songbook, souvenir. What will I find on that souvenir? I'll find, not only that, I will find... Gold-plated, platinum donor, Joseph Phillips, gave $2 billion. <laughs> Joseph Phillips gave $2 billion. Then I'll have it with my badge, with my flowery badge, because I, 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 I get the special badge, because I gave the $2 billion, so it'll have the lots of ribbons. And I'll be like, and the entire back will just be a picture of me, because I gave two billion dollars. So the entire picture of the back of the songbook, and this is how I'll be walking around with my songbook. Two billion dollars. And then everybody will be like shaking by hedge. Saju, you're great. You're wonderful. You gave two billion dollars to PC Neck. You're such an awesome person. I thought it was two million. Have I already received my reward? Where have we gone wrong? Am I wrong in, in having a problem with this? Have I lost my mind? Do you think I'm wrong? It's very common practice. Very common practice. 
than the reason why you gave in the first place. Well, the, they, they said it. If you go to their conference paperwork, I don't know if it's how this is in previous years, if you give this level of donation, they will announce you at the conference, they will put you in the book, they will have horns, and they, they, all they needed to say is, and there will be trumpets and horns in the streets when you walk by. Is there a problem with that? Well, that that's the person's problem, right? But what about the organization? But why do they ignore Jesus? I mean, it's straight there. Like, if you read Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount, you would know that's wrong. Or am I wrong? The, the, I mean, I, I read it like a simple, simple-minded, you would call me liberal, left-wing person. But whatever you want to call me, you call me whatever you want. I read it with my simple mind. My simple mind says, that's wrong. How do you do that? How do you make a big song and dance about people who gave a lot, and then you read that in there that says, we shouldn't be doing it for that reason. Now, the other side of that is, well, Mr. Righteous Sajufil, how do you think our organization is going to get the money to pay for this whole thing, right? Like, it's great for you sitting in this Sunday school class talking to your class and telling them how this is such a terrible thing. Where do you come off? We're trying to run a program. We're trying to run an organization. We're trying to have a conference. We're trying to have a hotel. We, we have to invite lots of people. How are we going to motivate people to give their money? Don't we need to do this? That, that is a good question. And we will talk about that probably next week. just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. 
Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.